You're listening to the One Pride Cast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the One Pride Cast, presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I'm Tori Petri, joined by Mike O'Hara. Mike, did you get your bagels? <laughs> well, I did. Thank you very much, but no cream cheese. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what's going on listen guys mike texted me last night and he said send bagels but he didn't say send cream cheese so all you got was bagels so you're just one of these bare minimum people correct i just followed instructions you know when the recipe says you put this in it you don't get fancy you just do what it says uh the send money have a good ring to it <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that one uh, that one doesn't work. Sorry about that. Cream cheese well, next week. Okay, I like it, but I just want pure cream cheese. I don't want that flavored stuff and all that. As you know, I'm a traditionalist, okay? Right, of course, that, of course. That, that means uh, a little vodka on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but not okay. before 9 a.m. <laughs> Wait, so are you asking me for bagels, cream cheese, and vodka next week? Sure, I sort of, you know, sort of my Russian roots. <laughs> I'll, I'll include some money on the side, by the way. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, good morning to you, Mike. And good morning to you. This is, I'm sure the people out there can tell us one of my favorite things during the week that we do. I look forward to it and I only wish we could do it more often. Yeah. He looks forward to hassling me. That's what he looks forward to. That too. <laughs> well, Mike, let's go ahead and get the hard stuff out of the way first, because we've got to look back at this game in Carolina and it's a tough one to look back on everybody you know kind of wants to put that one out of their minds because it was a tough tough game the Lions get shut out for the first time since 2009 what went wrong uh let's say what went right okay nothing <laughs> uh, we'll move along look I mean just the way the game started you know the uh they get a, a defense holds on on Carolina's first possession I think the Lions get a first down one of their four in the first half, by the way. Boy, they were on a roll, weren't they? And uh, <laughs> and then a good punt, as they've gotten all year from uh, Jack Fox, the punter. And Carolina kicks over at the five, its own five-yard line. And 11 plays and 95 yards later. I'm sorry, 10 plays and 94 yards later. It's first and goal at the one. Hand off to Mike Davis. And they drive the Detroit Lions defensive line all the way from Charlotte into Durham, North Carolina, it looked like. <laughs> And touchdown seven nothing, and and you know the rest of the game was was just okay. I don't think the Panthers, if Tory did anything great, uh, it was a nice game for the for the I guess you called Walker a rookie, uh, his first NFL start. Uh, he played okay, nothing great. One touchdown, two interceptions. I don't think I don't think we launched the next star's career, but it was just it just had sort of that feel of you know I've said this before, big kid, little kid where you put your arm out, the big kid puts his arm out on the little kid's forehead, and he keeps swinging away and he can't get to him. <laughs> That's sort of the way it was. And I, I saw very little enthusiasm on the Lions' part anywhere. It just, just sort of like they were resigned to, hey, we've got to play three hours of football today, actually two hours and 52 minutes, which was a blessing that it was that short. And and let's go home and and let's see what we have for, for dinner on the plane flying home. Oh, it just, it just, there just a lack of energy was striking to me. You know, Chris Spielman, who does videos for us on DetroitLions.com, did the game for the Fox Network, and he said on the air, there's no juice with the Detroit Lions, and he said that on our videos before. So now we have the holiday coming up, and maybe they'll get, maybe they'll get ramped up. They certainly should 
There's there's no reason not to. Mike, my phone is sizzling from your takes on that game. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong, though. You're really not wrong because it, it was a rough showing all around, and the game got away from them quickly. It really didn't feel like, uh, you know, that they were back in it at any point. Maybe when they had the – a uh, 51-yard pass to Marvin yep. Jones Jr. for what would have been a touchdown. But then, of course, as a microcosm of this game, that was wiped off the board as well. Yeah, the part, I think it was Marvin Jones who was lined up uh, an illegal formation. Right. And that's people out there, It's the, the tight end is covered or uncovered. And often, if you look at, at you know, the officials aren't out there to call penalties. They're out there to officiate the game. And they, and, and, in most cases, if you if you're if you're lined up there, you'll look at the you'll look at the, the line judge or whoever's out there, and look at him. And if you're okay, he'll nod. If you're not, he'll you move back or move up, whatever whatever the case may be. And I don't know if Marvin did that, if there was a lack of communication between Marvin and the official or whatever. But I would think just going out there and standing there would be the easiest part of the play. <laughs> you know, go stand there. And, and look, and Marvin's a ter- ter- been a terrific player for the Detroit Lions. And that was a, a terrific catch on a great throw by Matthew Stafford. But just kind of, just kind of signified, underlined, underscored, highlighted the way that the Lions didn't do much right that day. You look at it; they had ten first downs for the game. You know how many rushing first downs they had? <laughs> Close your eyes, and what do you see? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, none, none. They had. The leading rusher had 18 yards. The second guy had 17, and, and I think Matthew had five. 40 yards rushing. What have they been working on all year? The running game. Don't yeah. have one. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was evident. And what baffled me was how well the Lions played against that Washington front last week. That offensive line was really able to shut down what you and I talked about last week uh, or the week before, a a line that's stacked full of first-round picks, and the Lions neutralized them. And then you come out against Carolina. Of course, they've got some playmakers on the defensive line as well, but the offensive line just did not look like what what we've seen from them. And then in the second half, and and this was – I haven't seen much of this lately, but in the second half, the pass protection just – just disappeared uh, for, uh, you know, they gave up five sacks all in the second half. And, and I really, I mean, this is just me. I, I know coaches have varying ideas on this. I would have taken Matthew Stafford out maybe the next to last possession. If he weren't going to win, he weren't going to come back. It was 20 to nothing or whatever and with that thumb. And he was getting hit right and left. I just thought maybe the coaching staff kind of went to sleep on that a little bit got immersed in trying to figure out some way to get back in the game. But at that time, I thought protecting the quarterback, if the offensive line wasn't going to do it, then the coaching staff should have because you're not going to win any games without him. We saw that last year, what happens without him. Right. It's, tough enough. it's been tough enough with him. And here's two other things, Tori, real quick on this. First of all, the opportunity that was there for the Lions at, at, you know, at four and five, you win that game, you're five and five playing Houston on Thanksgiving Day, who have just a world of problems, or three and seven. You're going to be six and five if you take care of business, and you're in the playoff race. Right. And now you're not. Right. Not really. You're sort of in it. You can kind of, you know, maybe the leaders like a road race or something to turn the corner, but if you can probably catch up to them, at least see them. But no, now they're, you know, they're, 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 it's not impossible, but it's, it's, especially the way they've been playing. And the other thing is with starting a couple starting caliber wide receivers, Danny Amendola 
and Kenny Galladay out and DeAndre Swift, there was an opportunity for somebody to step up and announce themselves as, hey, look, I can I can improve my stature, my status on this football team. Nobody did that. No running back, no wide receiver did anything in my mind to enhance their status on the team. In fact, of Stafford's first eight passes of the game, three of them were dropped. Yeah. That's, you know, what's going on? Absolutely. You're right. They're not mathematically out of it yet, but we haven't really seen anything from them so far in their play that that shows us, hey, this this is a team that's got a shot at running the table the rest of the way and, and being back in contention. So, I think that makes this this week very important for them. Maybe not so much as far as the playoffs go, because I think you got to win a couple more games before we can start talking about that again. Uh, but this week's game on Thanksgiving is really important for them to turn things around and get back on track and and stop the bleeding from that Carolina game. Not only that, and just change the you know change the conversation, change the narrative about this football team. And that was the other thing about it. Look, I don't know if you play for you know, what people think of you and all that, you know, the football team. I, I mean, there's, that's part of it. It really is. Maybe not to be the biggest part of it. But if they beat if they beat Carolina and get to 5-5, five and five, then the narrative is that on Thanksgiving Day, the Detroit Lions, who founded this game in 1934 on Thanksgiving Day, and then the Dallas Cowboys joined it in the mid-'60s, have a second game. But this is the Detroit Lions game, and they're 5-5, five and five and they're plucky, and they've had injuries, and the quarterback had, had a bad thumb, and they got to 500. Now they're just a team that's you know, that's four and six and 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 has lost to the Carolina Panthers and some other games, and, and it's it's a different narrative. They still have the tradition of the game and all that, and that's great. It really is. I look how, how many football players come through Detroit, and you ask the first thing they know about the Detroit Lions is watching the game on Thanksgiving Day as a right. kid. You, know, you ask them when they get drafted, what do you know about the Lions Thanksgiving Day? Well. But you want to change the narrative of the quality of your football team. And then there's all that other stuff about the, you know job security and all that other stuff. Just it just changed an awful lot last week, I think. This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now. Let's discuss this game on Thanksgiving yep. Day. Mike, what do you want to see from the Lions on Thanksgiving? Energy. I want to see energy. I want to see, look, this is our game. Uh, you know, maybe 15 or so years ago when, when the Lions were really on the skids when they had those, you know, 2-14 and 14 and 0-16 games back, 0-16 records back-to-back. There was some talk but never any real action about maybe taking away the Thanksgiving Day game and giving it to – you know, rotating it around to other teams. Uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, said there's, they were never going to do that. And when Jim Schwartz was hired in 2009 as the head coach, one of the things he said was, we want to build a fence around the Thanksgiving Day game and keep it here in Detroit. Well, I think they've done that. I don't think it's going to be taken away. But but what I want to see is just energy. I want to see it play like it means something. I feel yeah. I mean, this Thanksgiving – 
is weird for all of us. A lot of people aren't able to go home to see their families. A lot of people aren't able to have the big gatherings that we usually would. And Thanksgiving football is still there for us, although it won't have fans, which will be very strange in the building on Thursday. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm going to miss the fans. I know I will personally on Thursday. I'm sure the players and, and everyone will as well, but it's just a weird weird Thanksgiving and it would be nice to see the Lions bring some energy and give us a fun game. It'll be sort of like me getting together with my friends in October and celebrating Canadian Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Getting carried out and say, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's salute our friends across the river. But what, what's missing is and the people out there who don't, you know, might not be from the area. We have the Thanksgiving parade that we've had for years down Woodward Avenue, the main drag here in Detroit. Uh, we have the turkey trot races, the you know the 10k, the 5k, the mile, and all that. You know, 30, 35,000 people taking part in the turkey trot, and all the other stuff that goes with it. And then in the game, you know, the celebrity halftime show, right. uh, the national anthem, all of that. It just it just kind of builds, and it's cool. It really is. I, it look, is. I've, I grew up going to that game as a kid. You know, we'd get tickets and go once in a while, and now I've been covering it for. Uh, I was going to say my adult life, but I don't think many people think I ever got to adulthood. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't want to. I'm Peter Pan. I won't grow up. <laughs> and uh, but you know, all of that's gone, Tori. That that the, the, the trappings of really make it special are, are gone. You'll see that on the television screen, but you won't you won't get that vibe in the sta- in the stadium. How do you expect that to affect this game? Well, it shouldn't. It really shouldn't. The players, every time you t- t- talk to them, they'll say, well, I don't hear any of that. Well, okay. Then just, if you don't hear any of it, then don't don't let it bother you or affect you one way or the other. I don't, I don't believe that. And I don't think, look, I think players like to put on a show. I mean, why do they dance? Why do they celebrate after touchdowns and good plays and all that? Yeah, There's, I mean, they've been doing this their whole lives. Like, they, they sure, put on not? a show yeah. in front of a yeah. crowd. Yeah, and they they like it. So no, I think it it takes something away. It it really does. Uh, just go back, you know, go back ten days to when Matt Prater made that fifty-nine yard field goal. That stadium would have went bananas. Right. The last play of the game, they would have went crazy. That's that's part of the fun of sports. It really is. It's part of the fun of the sports when you do it on your on your stadium, in your stadium, in front of your fans, and it's part of the fun when you do it in the opposing teams stadium and it's dead quiet okay it's just it's just the fun of the game one of the things that i find interesting about this thanksgiving day game is that the lions have played an nfc north opponent several years in a row now we've seen them play against someone that they are well familiar with i think the only one that i've been here for since i joined the team in 2014 was when they played the eagles i think that was 2015 that was the only non-nfc north opponent that they've played since i've been here so you have that familiarity on a short week but this week not only are you playing a team that is not in your division they're not even in your conference you're playing an afc team so it's a team that you really don't have as much familiarity with so the lions have a short week to be able to prepare uh, for the texans who they don't know quite as well no that's 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 exactly true and a good point by you Look, we'll go back into the 50s when the Lions and the Packers played every year on Thanksgiving Day until Vince Lombardi went to the league and said, hey, look, we're at a disadvantage doing this, rotate it. We don't want to do it every year. I mean, Vince Lombardi could have said, look, we can have the game on the moon in the National Football League. would have done it because he had that much, of, <laughs> that much you know, power and authority and, 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 and reputation and all that. But, you know, I, yeah, you know I, 
I, I sort of liked it with the NFC North, but I also, you know, I, I like passing it around. Look, we've had the Patriots here one year, you know, had some big time games here. I think Houston played here one year. I might be wrong about that. I just remember a big, big game with the Texans. It was really kind of a, a weird game, and I thought it was on Thanksgiving Day. I but, think you're but right. I could be wrong, but yeah, but I, but this is okay. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with the Texans. It's just too bad their their records are not. You know, they're three and seven, but they got. Really, they look. They look. They got a couple of high-profile players. They got a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who is a top-five quarterback. And you know, you, anybody ever questions Deshaun Watson? Look at that touchdown run he made last week against the New England Patriots. He ran through at the at the goal line. He ran through a, a linebacker and a cornerback and just drove them both into the end zone. And they have you know an historically great pass rusher in J.J. Watt, who started his career at Central Michigan, transferred to Wisconsin, but now. Look, he's not the J.J. Watt of old. Like a lot of, you know, the line is he's the old J.J. Watt, but he still, on a given day, can be a force to be reckoned with. And that might be, that day might be on Thanksgiving Day against Detroit. Well, I think it really comes down to the Lions being able to play their brand of football and not beat themselves. You know, we, we usually preview the opponent, talk a little bit about what they bring to the table. But for this game in particular, obviously you do have to look out for guys on the other side of the line like J.J. Watt, like Deshaun Watson, like Will Fuller. Guys like that you're going to keep an eye on and game plan for, obviously. But for me, I want to see the Lions not beat themselves in this game. No, and I couldn't agree more. Really, with you know, with penalties, for example, a penalty that took took away a touchdown. That's one thing. If you got a, you know an offside and it wipes out a first down, but it wipes out a touchdown, eh, different thing, right there. That's that's seven points, and you're in the game. It's fourteen to seven, and and really, everybody gets a you know, gets a lift out of that. But but then we'll see on that. You know, I I don't I think the Lions have been generally pretty good on penalties this year. I, mean, I don't know exactly where they stand. Uh, I remember two weeks ago, uh, Taylor Decker, the starting left tackle, got his first penalty of the year. Uh, I think it was a hold. Was it a hold? No, it was a false starter, whatever it was, or holding. I forget exactly what it was. Which really, to me, the penalty, the fact that it was his first of the year in right. eight or nine games, pointed up how well he's been been playing. Then he gave up his first sack in forever last week. So, you know, things like that, uh, uh, you want to wipe those out, clean those up as much as you can. All right, let's go to Mike's Pick of the Week, presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sports books. Mike, who's going to win on Thanksgiving Day? Well, let's forget who I picked last week, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. It's It's gone from my memory. Thank you very much. I'm glad you remember me. Uh, no, I'll, I'll take the Lions, and for no other reason except it's it's home. It's, it's our game. Uh, I'm going to go with just black chips only this week. Not the golds, not the purple, but certainly not the greens and the reds, but the good solid blacks, okay. a nice little stack of black chips, 24-20 Detroit Lions. All right. I like it. I like when you go with the black chips. We haven't quite gotten a purple chip game yet, but I like the black chips. What would a win on Thanksgiving Day do for this team? Well, obviously, it's, it's, it'll you know, give them a chance to get to 500 the following game in Chicago with the Bears or have gone from what five and they were five and oh down to five and five whatever it is or five and one to five and five so they got a chance to you know as, as weird as it sounds that they get mathematically in the race it's just it's just the way the nfc is unfolding right now and, right and, and especially with you know you know with an extra a seventh team in the playoffs so you've got you've got something to play for so play for it maybe a 
maybe a reach, maybe a, you know, it's a lot of people might think, well, that's unrealistic. Well, it's not unrealistic until it's over. And so it's, and it's really, it's not over yet. All right, Mike, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the podcast. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you on Thanksgiving Day. That will be my Thanksgiving celebration. We'll get some turkey and cranberry uh, pre-packed boxes there at the at the stadium, and that, that'll be Thanksgiving. That sounds good to me. We'll keep six yards distance. We will. We will. <laughs> All right, Mike, thanks so much for hanging out on the podcast. We will chat with you next week after the little mini bye week that the Lions will get this weekend after Thanksgiving. I appreciate you, and I thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week. This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now.